listeners, welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD podcast. I hope that you guys are all having a great week. So today we're going to be doing something a little bit differently. So unfortunately, Sam is sick today. She's not feeling well. So I don't know. We don't know if it's COVID. I don't think it is, but we'll see. Today we are going to be doing a solo episode with just me. I'm excited to do this type of episode for the first time. What I wanted to do is I wanted to gather the top eight lessons that I would tell my younger ADHD self if I could. If I could go back and have like one conversation with young Alana, what would that look like? And so over the last few months, working with different clients one-on-one and content all the time, I just kind of gathered a few eight things that I wish that I knew when I was younger. So let's get started. Okay, so the first lesson piece of information that I would give my younger ADHD self would definitely be to understand that you're absolutely not alone. And not only that, but there are so many people that you look up to that likely have ADHD and have a brain like ours. So I feel like now that's talked about a lot more, especially, I mean, I'm so immersed in the ADHD community, but I just kind of wish I knew that. A couple weeks ago, there was a video of Trevor Noah going around talking about that with his ADHD, if he doesn't pay attention to his sleep and his routine, then, you know, he can go into this depression and that's how his ADHD manifests. And this got shared so many times. Like, I feel like this was one of the recent times where people were like, oh my gosh, this person, like, I don't even know if we knew that they had ADHD, but it is just, it's really validating. It just helps you know that you're not alone. So I definitely wish that I could go back and tell myself that. And not only just that, but also the part of where like nothing is wrong with you, you know, like I think I just felt so anxious that the things that I was struggling with seemed to be easy for everyone else. And so I feel like these two go hand in hand, like knowing that there's other people that we look up to that we interact with all the time that also struggle with a lot of the same things that we do. Okay. Number two, this is one of the most significant ones that I think about almost every single day that there's no conversation of like, sitting young people down and explaining ADHD to them in a way that they would understand. And so again, like I remember when I was diagnosed in middle school, of course, you know, it was mentioned and I heard it, but all I kind of associated that with was with medication. It was like ADHD medication, end of conversation. And so I feel like there was this whole piece missing of like, if someone sat me down and was like, okay, these are the primary things that you're going, that your ADHD has you struggle with, right? And like, let's work through and find what those challenges are for you. So oftentimes that's really mentioning like the fact that our brains are constantly seeking out dopamine through, you know, our behaviors, our tasks, everything. We're always looking for more dopamine. Our brains are constantly seeking that out. I feel like that conversation would have helped me understand kind of like my challenges with you know, motivation a little bit and understanding why I can get so sucked into some things, but have such resistance with others. That same conversation also needs to include, you know, this is maybe going to cause challenges with planning and organizing, but there's a whole other part of this. And that's your brain is interest-based. And what that means is when you're interested in something and when you find something interesting, you are able to focus so much more than you even realize you can. I feel like that's just a really invaluable skill. So to recap, that is just, I wish that second lesson, I wish I could go back and say, Alana, this is what ADHD is. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to explain it to you in like five minutes in a way that you can understand. And I just feel like that small conversation would have helped so much. 
I feel like so many times our brains get so overwhelmed with certain things because they're not simplified. I just wanted to, all I'm thinking is like a simplified conversation. And that's what I do through coaching now is like, I like my clients to understand in basic terms, like what are these challenges? I've been at jobs before and, you know, we all know like the first week at a job, it's so difficult. It's so challenging, like kind of navigating the new systems and the new way that figuring out the ways that they do things. For example, like one job, it took me almost, you know, months to kind of fully understand big picture what my role was. Like I was doing the day-to-day things and I was, I was, you know, kind of figuring out on my own. But I realized like five months in, I was like, if I trained someone else coming in, I could sit down with them and have a 10 minute conversation saying in simple terms, here's your purpose, here's your role. And that's all you need to know. I feel like that is such a huge thing if you can just simplify the purpose of what you're trying to understand. So that goes into the second lesson, which is just having that basic conversation of what ADHD is. Number three, I would tell myself that everybody has a different threshold for dealing with stress and dealing with overwhelm and overwhelming emotions. And so what might be manageable for one person might be completely overwhelming to you. And that's okay. Nothing's wrong with that. It's just understanding that and understanding that there's certain things that might make me more overwhelmed than someone else. Our brain oftentimes is struggling to process different tasks, information coming in, all that stuff at once. And so it makes sense that there are certain things that we're going to be a little bit more overwhelmed with. When I first started, you know, realizing that I wanted to, I wanted to be a more organized person, right? What I would do is I would take everything out from on top of my desks and in the closet and I would put it in the center of my room. And it's like, I know this is how a lot of people, you know, clean things or declutter. But now with what I know about the way that my brain works and the way that I process things, that is so overwhelming. Like already I'm looking at the whole thing at once and struggling to get started. So setting myself up in that way, like putting everything in the middle of the room, that is so overwhelming. And so sometimes I think back and I'm like, why did I, I kept forcing that. And then all that leads to is when you can't keep up with it, it leads to feeling like you failed or like feeling like I'm in a super cluttered environment because all this stuff is in the middle of my room. So even just like understanding that it's okay if there are certain things that you're going to get overwhelmed with, but there are ways you can work through them, whether it's, you know, getting help, identifying the first step, having someone sit with you like a body double with that information of understanding that about our brain. We can also know that this is a signal that our brain needs to take a moment and we need to reset and kind of decide how we can take the next steps forward in a way that supports us. Lesson number four that I wish that I could go back and tell myself is that learning and gaining knowledge doesn't have to look the way that you think it looks. And what I mean by that is sitting in a classroom or reading a textbook. I thought that that was the only way to learn anything. And so there were times where I remember I was like, I'm just never going to be, you know, a school person or I'm never going to be good with this type of thing. And And it's so frustrating that I think that because All that was, was me feeling like I wasn't able to grasp the information as much as the people around me who had different learning styles than me. Like it makes total sense. But at the time you don't know that and you just compare to everyone around you, which is so difficult. So what I really mean by that one, recognizing that knowledge is power and the more that you can learn about things that impact you and your brain and find other ways to learn. 
find ways that are interesting to you, find anything that sparks any type of interest and lean into that. And like I said, it doesn't have to be a textbook. Like I remember there were times my mom was the best always when I was studying for things. You know, one time we had all these flashcards out in the living room and what I was doing is I was walking around flipping the flashcards, you know, and then I would go flip another one, then go walk to another one. And we would put them in like different, you know, patterns around the house. And that was 100% her, you know, trying to make it more interesting and engaging for me. And it really does work, but that was just one way. Like there's so many other ways to do it. And especially now with YouTube, I think of if there was a topic that I was struggling with now, I would just Google this topic 101, explain this topic in simple words and see what comes up on YouTube. And sometimes you just have to find someone who's explaining it to you in a way that speaks to you. And I think that that is really, really important. Lesson number seven is one that I'm super passionate about because I felt really dumb in school. I just did. I felt like I was never finding it as easy as my classmates or I would study so hard only to get a C. And that stuff just really messes with your self-esteem. But what I realized later, and this is the lesson that I want to highlight, is school is just one chapter, and it, that's it. School is not everything, and test-taking is not everything. Honestly, now as an adult, I pride myself on being able to figure things out as I go. When I was in different job interviews and someone asks me a question about, you know, how would you handle this type of situation? If I don't know the thing, my answer is always that I'm confident that I can figure it out, and that's just something that I'm good at. And so what I didn't realize is like a lot of times that's just being resourceful. And in the real world, that's what it's about. Being able to figure things out and know what you need help with and know what you can figure out on your own. And that those skills are just so much more important than just these standardized tests. And I look back, obviously at that time you feel so less than, but when I look back now, I wouldn't change that skill for anything. Be resourceful and be able to figure things out as opposed to being able to memorize a bunch of information and share it in a 30 minute, you know, test situation. The sixth lesson that I would share with my younger ADHD self would be all about boundaries that it's okay to say no to things. And this is really difficult at that age of, you know, middle school, high school, where you really don't want to miss out on anything. And it's definitely tough to kind of be your own advocate. Cause I think sometimes you don't even know what you need or don't need. But I felt like a lot of the things that I struggle with, like I should just ignore. So what I'm thinking that probably was, was really low energy or, you know, high anxiety or really low mood and everything. Again, with that threshold, like everyone's is different. And just because one person might be able to do all these things and still feel awake the next day, like I might not be able to do that. And so it is okay to say no sometimes and prioritize yourself, rest or whatever would be helpful in that moment without feeling guilty. I don't think that there was anything that I had to do. It was more so just always feeling obligated to for sports or social things or going to school or whatever that was. Lesson number seven, your sleep is so important and stop underestimating sleep. This is so important. So I remember I was, you know, I think school started like 7.30, I think, but I would be up on Facebook sometimes until like 2, 3 a.m. And I'm sure now, you know, again, at that age, you just, you want to talk to your friends, you want to do whatever anyone else is doing. But 
I also just think back and I'm like, no wonder I was so anxious all the time. I'm getting like four hours of sleep and waking up and going to school. I probably, a bunch of mornings, I was probably refusing to eat breakfast for some reason because I was just being like a stubborn teenager. Now I understand when I am having, you know, trouble sleeping or when I'm not getting enough hours of sleep, my ADHD symptoms are craziness. So much harder to deal with, so much harder to manage. And I'm, my anxiety is triggered more easily, just so much. And I feel like at that age, you just don't want to sleep. And I wish that I could be like, okay, enjoy the sleep while you can, because at some point you're going to be wishing that you could sleep all these hours. And that sounds, it's just, I wish I could go back and be like, you got it. You got to get your sleep together. For the eighth lesson, I would definitely say recognize that imposter syndrome is really significant and in different stages of your life, it's going to manifest in different ways. And so what I mean by that is that critical inner voice of doubts, doubting our successes, doubting our efforts, doubting our skills, anything, and feeling like we're not good enough. People with ADHD do tend to struggle going into those negative thinking traps quite often. And all we can really do is recognize that these thoughts are going to be there sometimes And we don't have to always identify with them. So we can have negative thoughts or challenging thoughts, yet still move forward and to work through that and to seek support if it's what we need. So those are my top eight lessons slash pieces of information that I would tell my younger ADHD self if I could. And I'm really curious what other lessons you guys would add to this list. So definitely let me know. We could make these types of episodes forever. But I tried to, you know, sum it up into eight that I think kind of encompass a lot of the things that at least I struggled with. So I'm definitely interested to hear what you all would have on your list. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope that everybody has a wonderful rest of your week. Sam will be back soon when she's feeling better. I'm just so grateful for you guys tuning in. It really means a lot. And I love getting to grow this community. And I just, I love it. So thanks. Thank you to every single one of you who tunes in every week. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at absolutely.adhd and you can find me on Instagram at coaching by Alana for all the ADHD information. Thank you guys so much and I hope you have an awesome rest of your week. See you next time.